All right, yeah. So I learned that you got to do that. So, yeah, we're good. We're good. So you got to balance the fucking um. I never knew you have to take um. You have to take this track and you have to like. Sink edit it. it together. You have yeah. to sync it, dude. Yeah. Like I never knew it was that involved and shit. But you live and you learn. <laughs> All right, so we're here with AJ Galante from the Danbury Trashers, the Untold Crime and Penalties Netflix documentary. It's one of my favorite documentaries. I'm very happy that AJ was able to meet up with me. Feels great. So how we doing, man? Doing good. Looking forward to this. Yeah, man. So um, so in this podcast, we love to talk about, you know, just some stories, some stories that shaped us as people, some stories that some crazy party stories, just any stories you got, man. So like lay one on me real quick from the Trashers era. Dude, I... I Honestly, I don't, that's the thing, like, there's no, like, Animal House stories for me, per se, you know what I mean? Yeah. Because I was, I was still a teenager, so, so my mother wouldn't let me go on the road with them. I, I, I maybe went to, over the two seasons, three, four away games. My mom would be like, no, you're not going. That's <laughs> <laughs> only, only GM in professional sports where your, your, your mom tells you you can't go on the road. So, <laughs> I, I don't have any personal, like crazy stories but i mean god i just know like you know home after home games like two three in the morning we get calls from local establishments uh you know players getting into something you got so-and-so here just drunk bashing beer bottles over their heads you know what i mean just just every weekend we were getting calls like sounds like that sounds like a wingnut type of thing no so that no wingnut Wingnut was nutty, no pun intended, but he really, I got to tell you, outside of the ice, he was he was okay with us for the most part. Yeah? Yeah, I think um, after beating up those correctional officers in Elmira, he kind of toned it down once he got, <laughs> once he got to us. But, uh, no, we had a bunch, I mean, you know, the documentary could only, you could only cover so many people. So, I mean, there were so many other guys, and uh, oh, we'd get caught, you know, all the time, every mm-hmm. weekend, something happened. Dude, so um, so who who would who would party the hardest? That's, I mean, I heard stories about Brent Gretzky. To be honest with Brent you, Brent Gretzky. I mean, yeah, Brent Gretzky. I heard some <laughs> stories about him. I heard some stories. Actually, there was a player who who I think unfortunately passed away a few years back, named Jerry Hickey. Uh-huh. I heard some stories allegedly about him. I mean, just, I mean. The Omicholi brothers, who were in the documentary, obviously, they were always into something. So, I mean, we had a, they had a good time out here. Mm-hmm. So, um, my guy Tommy, he's one of my favorite characters. You oh. know, my favorite line of him, dude. He goes on, and uh, you were you were talking about, and he he check him into the boards. You know, yeah. these middle school kids, and he goes, did I check him into the boards? Definitely. Cocaine is a hell of a drug. That's just the most unbelievable line I've ever almost heard. Almost immediately when the documentary came out, August 31st, it was almost like, you know, we, we, we all watched it different places, but it was almost like Tommy was watching it, like, synced when I was watching it. Because as soon as I heard that line, my I started pissing myself laughing. And he, like, texted me almost immediately. It was almost he was on track with me. It's like, call, call me back. I didn't say that. Uh, I didn't mean it. Like, I was like, what do you mean you didn't say that? <laughs> what do you mean? It's, it's right there. He goes, no, no, no. I, 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 
I don't do coke. And I'm like, Tommy. Whatever. Tommy, dude, you just told yeah. fucking America you do, bro. Like, you can't so go he, back he, on he, it now. He's claiming somehow, even though you see him, his mouth is moving in sync with the words. <laughs> he's claiming he didn't say that or whatever. So that's Tommy. Yeah. He didn't say it. It's dubbed over. I yes. believe him. I believe him. All right. So he didn't say it. He didn't say it. All no, right. he definitely didn't say exactly what he said. I know. <laughs> Nut job. <laughs> yeah, dude. Oh, I love how I love how emotional that guy is too. And he was just so like at the end too, he's like, Man, I saw Jimmy smile. Give me a second. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's such a character. He is emotional. I, I tell you, I don't know if he's looking for a Hollywood job though with that last one. <laughs> you know, oh I my god. I, yeah. I, I don't know. But he is emotional. So it was one of those things where it's like, I know that's to be him. He's very emotional. But at the same time, I was like, he's trying to aim for a role here, maybe. Yeah. You know? Maybe like, you know, General Hospital, you know, like the you know, like those soap operas. My mom will watch at like three in the afternoon. You know, mm-hmm. he could he could fit in easily in one of those, I think. <laughs> so. So everyone talks about how at the beginning, how scary your dad can be. Have you ever seen your have you ever seen your dad get scary? Oh yeah, I mean, I bring home a, you know, I come home and I chip a wall or something, you know what I mean when I was little, I mean, it's my dad will <laughs> the things growing up, you know, even with me personally, I mean, the things you think he will lose it, he won't even blink an eye. Then it'll be like the smallest thing. Like, I spill a can of Sprite or something. And, and then you don't tell him or something, and, and right? And he'll, like, lose, he'll lose it. So, you, my dad is very much, he has a great poker face because you just don't know. He's a wild card. You don't know what's going to set him off. You just, and it's the thing, like, like, like. Well, you don't tell him to go thing, fuck himself. No, you ne- <laughs> <laughs> no, That's another I, one I've of never, my favorites. I've never done that one, but, uh, no, I mean, uh, listen. He uh he's got a temper for sure. I mean he's he's still got it. It's it's he, he's mellowed out a little, but it's still it's still in there. But uh, no, I mean with with me growing up, me and my sister, my sister got away with murder. Candace, if she's listening, she had it so easy. <laughs> but uh, no, I mean it's just you never know what was gonna set him off. Yeah. So let's see here. So they mentioned The Sopranos a couple times in the documentary. Have you seen The Sopranos? It's funny because obviously I knew when the show came out what the show was, but I didn't, I didn't watch it like live, like as it was going on. Like I, I watched. I ended up like I think what did the series end in like oh six oh seven or something like that? Yeah. I want to say. Yeah, yeah. It was after, like, I got a box DVD set for Christmas once from somebody, and I watched it, like, after the fact. I didn't really watch it totally, like, in its prime, I guess. You know what I mm-hmm. mean? It was kind of like an after afterthought for, for me. And I think the same for my dad. I mean, he saw it, but, you know, listen, it's one of those things where, you know, I don't know where the label came from, you know? Like yeah. He's the influence. I don't know. I mean, it's not like... David Chase came over to meet us at dinner. Yeah, that's what I was wondering. Like, anyone from no, HBO no, come? No, never, like, never. I mean, I don't even know. I mean, you know, around here, there's a million guys who probably think it's based on them or, you know. Yeah. You know, but who the hell knows? I mean, honestly, I mean, it's one of those things where it kind of just 
you know, sometimes if a media stamps you with a label, that's, that's what, just it, what is. it is. But, yeah. uh, but no, I mean, obviously, I, I, I'm not stupid. I see some of the, like, you know, the correlate, you know, the connections, you know, the friggin' Kid AJ, which no, is he, the worst, he, worst thing you could ever. I hate that comparison. But I know. Sure. Dude, and you know what? The thing is, is like, even if they were taking your story, I feel like they made AJ like a dingus there just because it's funny. But if I were to, you're more of a Billy Bean, you know, you <laughs> like a Moneyball type well, situation. Everyone always like, oh, AJ Soprano. I'm like, I'd rather be Metal Soprano than AJ yeah, Soprano. Yeah, seriously. You, you know what I mean? But uh, no, I yeah. mean, I get it. I mean, I get where people, they start like really analyzing it and eh, what do you, what do you know? Who, who, who knows? Yeah. Yeah. So I'm wondering, um, can you can you tell me how much you were making back then? Me personally? Yeah. Zero. Zero? Zip, zippity doo da. I got no salary. No. no fucking way. No, man. No, no. I didn't get a pay. No, I mean, my dad too. I mean, we weren't really turning a profit the the first two years even. You know. Okay. So no, I mean. Um, so you were thinking down the line though, you guys yeah, would be turning a profit for sure. I, honestly, man, and it's like a long term investment. The, I'm not the best business guy because I don't money doesn't necessarily move me so it's like yeah you know I, i'm not like um and part of that might be because i've been fortunate growing up you know what i mean so i don't like the first thing i don't think about and, and not that there's anything wrong with it that's what a normal person should do is well how much am i gonna get paid for this yeah you know but that wasn't something that moved us we were trying to build something special for the city here we were trying to do something for our legacy and um i mean did we ever think 16 17 years from now we'd still be talking about this team yeah no chance in hell but you know locally we were just trying to build a, a culture out here you know a hockey culture um something different you know what i mean it was more than just hockey anyway but uh no i mean we didn't we didn't get paid i mean my dad didn't get paid i didn't get paid you know we just we just were doing things. Yeah, dude. Usually when you're doing something you love, you're not going to get paid for a long time. No, but, but listen, I mean, we expected, you know, honestly, going into the third season, we probably were going to start turning a serious profit. I mean, the way yeah. we were going, um, the success of the team, um, merchandising, you know, the whole nine yards, we were we were really um, we were we were turning the corner there. And then, you know, unfortunately, it all just kind of blew up. Mm hmm. Now, how do you how do you view the situation? Like, do you wish that do you wish the Trashers were run as a clean cut organization? Do you feel like disdain that there was um, issues involved or do you feel like you never would have even been able to bring that franchise to where it was without? Honestly, man, I think it was just destined to, you know, sometimes things rise so quickly. But as quickly as you go up, that's how they come down. You know what I mean? I yeah. Mean, we all kind of knew the risks that were going on, possibly and allegedly. But uh, you know, listen, I wouldn't change anything. I mean, yeah, sure. There, there's franchises that have been around 50 years that no one even knows, and they and, stink. And, and and we're here two seasons. We didn't even win a championship, and people are still talking about. It. I mean, it's. A, it's insane to me, to be honest. I mean, every time I talk to someone, it's just like I can't believe people are just so interested in this story. And and I, <clears throat> it's super humbling to us, um, you know, just how how interested people are. It's it's um, it's it's really it's an amazing thing. 
Yeah, dude, like you said, seriously, like the um the Trashers are definitely more popular than like the Houston Texans. <laughs> um who the fuck is who who's even their quarterback now? Since Deshaun know. Watson's gone, dude, he I was forgot about Deshaun Watson even. I mean, it's just you know what it is too, bro? It's like we're in twenty twenty one where an athlete could shoot somebody today and in three days you'll forget that story. Things yeah. happen so fast. Yeah. That's why I think the story with us maybe resonates because it, it's it was during a different time, bro. Like it, the time was so different back then. Like when you made news back then, you made news back then. You know what I mean? Like, like papers all across the country. I grew, I still get like I'm an 80 year old man. I still get home delivery papers. Like I get the uh -huh. New York Post <laughs> and the Danbury News Times. Like literally every day. Like I'm an 80 year old man still. And to me, like if you made the paper back then, it was like wow you. You know, as a kid, if you saw yourself in the paper, that was like, that's going viral. Mind-blowing. Yeah, it's like that, going viral going on viral. the fucking Twitter. So, but I shit. just think, like, we live in a time, man, like, I see it every day here, especially, too. Like, kids, kids today, not just kids, like, people will do anything to try to get famous. Like, they will yes. do anything, like, rub peanut butter on themselves or something and run around <laughs> naked. Like, people will do anything just to go viral where we had no intentions of being big like we had no intentions of being anything other than like a little local minor league team we had no intentions on being big or famous or even internationally known at this point you know we had no intentions it was just such an auth i think people like these guys we were just authentic we were genuine i mean the whole thing grew organically i mean we weren't trying to be funny or crazy we just we were and yeah and, and that's the the reality of it so many people have asked me like all right, AJ, that was a great doc, but how embellished was some of it? Seriously, I'm like, <laughs> you know what the scary thing is? It's like 98.66666% like accurate. I mean, it's seriously, I mean, and that's kind of scary. I'm 35 now, and I look back, and I'm like, holy shit, this really was insanity. I mean, it was accurate, and I was just like, it's crazy to think that people, I've read comments, people think it's fake. They're calling it a yeah. they're calling it a mockumentary. They're like, no this way. can't be real. This is staged. Like, um, you know, they kind of threw this episode in the Untold series to kind of like, people think like we scripted this thing. And I'm like, dude, you're you couldn't be you could it could that couldn't be. How more could false. you even script that no. even? What I think you're embellishing in this. And, and yeah, look, yeah, I'm telling you, I mean. Liar, my pants aren't on fire, man. We're not lying. That, that <laughs> shit was really happening, and it's it's crazy to think about. It really it really is. It was insanity. But I think people like the story because they feel like, okay, this is authentic. Like, this isn't, you know, this is like, we're, everything's so material now. Like, it's not, you see funny videos online sometimes, and they're trying to pass it as, like, real authentic videos or something. Yeah, it's like, like no, they're trying to act out a not, situation like it happened. This is not real. Like, I used to do prank videos as a kid with my little camera. Like, I know fake and real. Like, they, yeah. I mean, so who knows, man? It's just the whole thing is nuts. Yeah, dude, I agree. And, like, like you said about, like, everyone just tries to put out, like, just some bullshit to get famous and everything. I saw my wife sent me a video. She, and my wife, God bless her, she, she'll believe a lot of the videos she'll see. Like, she sent me a video the other day of some woman, like, who broke her man's windows of her car because of some situation she, I'm mm -hmm. like, this is so fake. This is not a real. Yeah. Like, this isn't real. You like, know? they're friends with a repairman. Yes. Like. Yes. They, this is not a real video. And it's just, I don't know, man. It's it's crazy out there right now. Mm-hmm.
So, dude, all right, I want to get back to, like, dude, so you seriously were never partying with the team back then? Because I'm going to be honest with you, if I was 17 in your position, I don't know if I would have lived. I don't know dude, if I would be alive. I, you know, the funny thing is this. Here's the thing. First of all, I promise you, like, <laughs> you you talk about my my dad. My mom ruled with an iron fist, too. Yeah. And I'm telling you, she's <laughs> like, you can't go, you know. And the guys wouldn't want me around anyway. Because it would have been. Why not? They would have known we would have gotten in trouble. Because like, you're and, still their boss. Yeah, well, it's weird because I guess I never carried myself as their boss, right? So that was mm. always like my dad's label. I knew as a 17 and even 18-year-old kid, I'm not going to be able to tell a grown man what to really do, right? Yeah. So I'm like, I can't approach it like that. Like, I, I think I gained their respect in other ways. And I was with them all the time. I'd be at team meetings. I would be doing things that technically I really wouldn't have to do. We'd be playing PlayStation all hours of the night. I mean, we, 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 we they became literally like brothers in a way. But, but there was a line. And, and I... I you don't get too comfortable and vice versa. And uh, I don't know. We just we just made it work. I mean, um, I got along with all the guys. They were all great. And But no. And the thing is, I mean, I didn't drink. Um, I didn't do. I was boring, man. I mean, people think like I was this big, exciting guy. I mean, I was a little crazy. But honestly, man, I, I really wasn't that fun. So I don't think they'd want me there anyway because I wasn't <laughs> like into a lot of that stuff anyway. So it, it, it worked out because if I was tagging along, you know, Lord knows what, what, what could have happened. So it's, it's, it all worked itself out. Mm -hmm. So I remember at the, at the end, uh, Tommy's talking about uh, the, the game with uh, the last game with the Wingfield fight. Yeah. So he was saying people were preparing like they were going into war. Like, a couple guys would smoke some cigarettes. Like, some guys would take some shots. Dude, is that was that ever, like, a regular occurrence? Because you kind of think about it. It's like, most of these games, they're they're going out to fight and then play hockey. So, it's like, maybe, maybe you got to get in the right headspace. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if it was always Gatorade in the locker room. But it was, uh, <laughs> it was, it was definitely, um, guys were hyped up. I mean, they were, they were. They were hyped up. I, I can't say I personally have any knowledge of certain things, but like I said, I don't know if it was always uh, fruit punch and lemon lime Gatorade or Powerade <laughs> or whatever we had back then. But, uh, no, I mean, you know, that game especially, that was a very s crazy situation, and, and guys were – it was just a different environment at the time for sure. Yeah, definitely. I feel like sports were different too. Everything was different back then. I mean – you know, you're living back then and you're wishing you're older and wish, oh, I want to know what it's like in 2020. And now yeah. it's like, God, what? Fucking. What no, I, I wish I didn't what figure I, out. What I would do, I've learned today is tomorrow's good old days, man. So yeah. like, even now, like, you know, there's things going on you may be pissed at, but a year from now you'll maybe missing today. You know what I mean? Yeah. So you just try to, you just adjust with the times as much as you can, man. That's all you could do. Absolutely. Um. So... Let me think. You want to take a quick break? Yeah. All right, cool. Let's see how long we got. Is it? <laughs> 
Okay. All right. That's so how we have to end the interview. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Clap. That should be your thing with the guests. That's All right. how you start, and that's how we'll end it, too. <laughs> Actually, I'm definitely going to edit that out because that's just, yo, that's just what you do to, uh, to line up shit. To sing shit? No, that's got to be your opening and closing now. That's, <laughs> okay, how you greet, right. that's how you greet your guests and ends it. Right. I'm telling you, man, that's got to be your thing. <laughs> then after you do like 20 guests, you have like a compilation. Just a bunch yeah, of Yeah, of all the claps. That's what you got to do, man. Mm-hmm. That could be a tagline, you know? Get the clap. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> See, I've never had it yet. I've never had it yet. <laughs> well, that's why I'm in a relationship because I don't want to deal with you don't, You never know. They got the coronavirus now. What kind of STDs we got coming? Yeah, I mean, growing up, that's what you worry about is STDs. Now it's like COVID, you know? It's like little kids <laughs> more worried about COVID than, like, the clap. You know, it's, you, just, you don't know. It's crazy out there. All right, so um, so did um, were any of your hockey players back on the team, were any of them actual boxers or were they just – street trained <laughs> mostly street trained but there were a couple guys like Wayne rigorous Field. street training yeah though. yes yes very uh they they definitely um got their master's license and street fighting some of them but no a lot of them did train i mean we did have heavy bags and stuff in the locker room where you know we had weights and stuff but there was a lot of guys that that definitely you know and you'd say like obviously they should be training but but no a lot of hockey guys they, they don't train in boxing but no we had guys i know brad wingfield obviously he he trained a lot he actually trained a lot in mma too like jujitsu and stuff like yeah. that i mean he's a legit he was a legit and still is a legit badass uh but yeah a lot of the guys um a lot of our guys you know even skilled guys you you know trained a lot of box it's it's Honestly, it's it's a good cardio workout too. So aside from the toughness factor and kind of be prepared with your hands, I mean, um, a lot of guys, a lot of guys trained. Mm-hmm. So if you had to, if you had to pick two players to go against each other on the Trashers in one in a fight against each other, who do you think you would choose as the toughest guys, and who do you think would win? Oh boy. Well, Brad Wingfield. And then John Morasti. I mean, John Morasti, who wasn't featured in the doc, unfortunately. Whoa, that's a tough. That's like, that is, you're going to get me in trouble. I, I don't know. I'm going to go double knockout then or something. But that that would be a fight. I mean, um, those two in minor league hockey circles, I mean, they're arguably two of the top ten fighters of all time. Minor league, you know, uh, circuit. Two different, two different styles, too. Like, I'm sorry. Like, no problem. Winger, Winger, Brad Wingfield was, you know, any means necessary. You know what I mean? He, he'll, he'll, he's just going to brawl with you. He's going to, he'll take you down. He'll, he used to have this little pinch move when he got you down. Like, he, he like a little titty twister. Yeah, not a titty because you, you're covered, <laughs> but in between, like, your, 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 um, in between, like, your pants and your, your shoulder, there's, like, a little exposed area. Yeah. He, he, oh, he grabbed guy, the yeah, excess flab? Yeah, yeah, he oh. gets you. That, that, that sucks. He did yeah. It to, he did it to me when I beat him in PlayStation once. He, he, he was really upset with me. But John Morasti, Nasty Morasti, he, uh, he was about five foot six, five foot seven, built like a, a vending machine. I mean, just, oh, yeah. uh, just – and he was a showman. I mean – he would he would smile at you the whole time. You'd want he's like a little gnat, like you. But dude, 
I'm telling you, and it's I'm not trying to be derogatory. I mean, he had a head on him. Like, you could hit him with a sledgehammer, and he would just eat it. Like, he would not feel... Like, his biggest strength to me was his chin. I mean, I would see him battle guys almost a foot taller than him and just getting pounded. Mm-hmm. Like, you and I would shit our pants. That's how bad he was getting put. Yeah. And he would just... He would just go, I'm telling you, YouTube John Morassi later. And, I mean, he was, he had super fast hands. I mean, he could get like 100 punches off in a minute. Super strong. But his chin, man, I mean, guys couldn't hurt him. I mean, it was literally like punching a wall. I mean, you could not hurt this guy, and he's just going to keep going. Um, yeah, I know what you mean. I got my ass kicked by some 5'6 guy once. It was brutal. Well, listen, He's like guys, a wrestler. Fucking. Well, the little guys you got to watch because they're always naturally angry. We, we got a young. Yeah, because they boxer. got the Napoleon thing yeah, going on. Yeah, we got on. a boxer out of here. He's 140 pounds, Omar. And uh, he's always has that little guy. He's always angry. He's got to prove it. He's got to. He's, he's always angry. But, uh, yeah, man, that would that would obviously be the fight. You know, Wingfield and Morasti. I'm glad it never happened throughout their careers, you know, when they played elsewhere, because uh-huh. I both love those guys. But if they had to fight each other, they would. That's the funny thing about hockey is, you know, when I grow up and I'm watching hockey and you're playing video games, you just want to beat the shit out of everyone, you know? Yeah. You're thinking, like, these guys hate each other. Like, you're watching the games and you're like, oh, they hate each other. This is crazy. These guys, these enforcers, first of all, they're all friends. They all, they're all in that little elite circle that little culture of hockey fighters and forcers, they're all friends. And when I learned that with the trash, really? early, dude, I'm That's telling weird. you. 90, That's weird. That's weird. 90 to 95% of them are all friends. I'm telling you. And I didn't know that. And when I got into the hockey, when I got into pro hockey culture, because I didn't make it past high school hockey, when I got into, you know, the pro culture of hockey, 17 years old, you know, dealing with these guys, you know, again, we're thinking, like, these guys all hate each other. They're fr- they all know, like, but they will beat that, like, they will, they will, like, I'll never forget it, John Morassi, I'll never forget, we're playing Muskegon, they're out of Michigan, and uh, before the game, he goes, hey, listen, a really good buddy of mine that I grew up with, his name is Nolan, I forget his last name, but his name is Nolan, we really should bring him in next year, he'd be perfect here, I'm friendly with him, I could watch over him, I literally grew up with him, he's naming his parents, I'm like, oh, yeah, that's, that's freaking awesome, dude, so I was like, yeah, we'll definitely consider it. Game starts, they're fighting. And, and Morassi's beating the shit out of this guy. Like, <laughs> bad. And I was like, I'm putting two to two together when I hear the announcer say the guy's, you know, the penalties. I'm like, Nolan. I said, he just told. So after the game, I'm like, John, was that the guy you were telling me to bring in? He goes, yeah. He goes, actually, I'm going to have him come up to the locker room and meet you. Great guy. I'm like, you just beat the yeah. shit out of this guy. He goes, yeah, I got to do what I got to do. I mean, it's hockey. Yeah, dude. It's that's like when, fucking going that's to work. That's when I realized I'm like, wow, I get it. I get it now. And these guys are so humble, but they got a job to do. It doesn't matter. If it's their brother, they're going to fight their brother. That's, it's crazy. It's like when I started in boxing, we had the gym and you see guys spar. And it, it's a little uncomfortable when you first see it because it's kind of like, you know, they're not trying to hurt each other, but you know, you're punching you're punching these guys in the face. It's not a normal thing. It's not. And then yeah. after they're all, it's all fun and get, it's like a respect thing. It's um, it's crazy. But yeah, that's uh, that's how it was, man. You know, I kind of understand that for like, you ever you ever like have someone who like doesn't like you or just like tries to shit on you and then you like get physical with them and yes. then you're like buddies after. It's my, weird. One of my best friends. One of my best friends growing up. We were arch enemies through fourth grade. 
Okay. Yeah. He he. We just were arch enemies, and then one day, I don't know. It, it just we we just out of nowhere just squashed it. You know what I mean? We best friends ever since to this day. But you're right. It's it's that. You know, this this world is so afraid of conflict, but it's yeah. a natural thing. Seriously, conflict. What I tell people is, confrontation is actually a skill people need to learn because confrontation isn't always a negative thing. Like, if we have a problem, what's worse? Confronting it head on, no matter where it's going to go, and then it'll probably settle? Or do we hang on to this for, like, years against each other, right? Yeah. Hurting ourselves, or maybe it turns into something Positive bigger down change. the line. Exactly. So confrontation, I think people, people, uh, people take it as a negative, but confrontation is definitely a skill people should learn. There's a way to, you know, depending on the situation, there's a way to go about it. And um, I think that's something, you know, I, listen, I'm sounding like I'm 80, but society now I think is a lot softer than it was. But um, yeah. you, know, you got to, it's not a bad thing. It's okay to disagree. It's okay to not like someone. Mm -hmm. You know, it's just you know, it's how you deal with it, you know, and, and some people it's just it's just different now, man. I'm sounding like I'm sounding like <laughs> I'm sounding like a ninety year old man right now, but it's it's just different. It's crazy to see. Dude, I think you learned from the best about conflict. Well I don't know if I learned from the best how to handle conflict. Okay. <laughs> like I don't know if my confrontation skills are, are to be desired by people because I you know listen like I said, conflict skills I learned were a little different. I'm not saying they were directly taught to me, but it's things you see. I don't know if that's – I'm learning my confrontational skills as I go. Let's just put yeah, it that way. Yeah. But, but, no, it's – it's. listen, you know, we live in a world where people think everyone's going to get along. It's not going to get along with it. It's everyone. not going to happen, man. Listen, I could, I could cook you the most beautiful piece of prime rib medium rare the whole everything and then mm -hmm. you'll tell me i'm a vegan i don't i don't eat meat you could have something so good but not everyone's gonna want it. you know what i mean absolutely like, like, so it's just uh that was a weird analogy but <laughs> no, I'm, i I'm, like it I like i'm hungry so that's that's a very i think i'm gonna have that for dinner but right. i'm very hungry but no i but, but that's what i mean man you can't like you're not not everyone's gonna get along it's just there's not enough time in the your life to like meet every person in the world and get and them to like be friends it's with not it. Gonna yeah. Happen. yeah, dude. It's yeah. It's not going to happen, dude. Yeah. And I, I've, I've went through like trying to be a people pleaser before yeah. too. And it's like, especially like I'm trying to be a comedian. Like I don't really give a fuck if you yeah. like me or not. Like if yeah. I made you laugh, then I did my yeah, job. That's it. If I didn't make you laugh, like, I don't okay. know, go find someone else. Yeah. Tune out. I mean, people are like, you know, like uh, we've gotten a couple of, um, negative reactions to the doc nothing major but it's just like all right then tune out asshole what do you want me to tell yeah, you just seriously just, just turn netflix off what do you, you keep want me watching? To delete my story from fucking life yeah i'm like all right then you don't like it what, what are you gonna do i mean i don't know what to tell but yeah, yeah. same thing people pleasing is, is uh is tough because to this day i still do that at times and you're trying to make everyone happy but it's it's impossible you'll it is impossible you'll kill yourself you'll you'll end up literally harming yourself like internally trying to you know because not everyone's gonna not everyone's gonna like it you know yeah and dude i bet like especially like how how much you got a lot of shit going on since yeah. the documentary right i mean i saw your instagram account um surpassed me in followers easily in like a couple days it was it's, unbelievable it's the weirdest thing man i mean before the doc dropped we were at like what like 800 followers yeah you know? And then it was like between the doc, this guy Drake, and everything. It was like yeah, we're like, yeah. like twenty six thousand followers. It's insane. 
It's insane. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, and like I said, I mean, I don't know what else to keep posting up there. I mean, I, it's, yeah, you're we, don't play, <laughs> we don't play anymore. I don't, it's not like we have a schedule to release, you know what <laughs> yeah. I mean? But I, listen, man, I, I try to interact with people. Um, you know, I'm, I'm up all hours of the night responding to people. And, and, you know, I just feel like I owe it to, if people are going to take time to like send me a message, no matter what, even if I've gotten a couple negative ones and I'll just write back like, Hey man, thanks for watching, you know? Yo dude. Yeah. yeah I've you done know, that before too. like, like I'll, I'll just respond. Like people, you know, someone said something once about, said something about me. I don't know what it was. It wasn't a big deal. And I was just like, your mom, you know what I mean? Like <laughs> the, the ultimate nineties thing. The ultimate '90s response is your mom. Yeah, I just wrote your mom. You know, I, I don't, care, dude, I don't care. <laughs> just move on with your life. Yeah, your mom. That's listen. That's that's stood the test of time, man. You tell a kid in here, a young kid nowadays, your mom. That that gets still gets a that's good material, man. <laughs> Got to go with your mom, dude. So what didn't stand the test of your time was your clothing style. What made uh, you switch it up from Vanilla Ice? God, man. Listen. This is what I try to explain. I don't care what anyone says. Anyone, how, how, <laughs> how old are you, actually? I'm 23. All right, so you're, listen, I promise you, I'm not saying it looked good now, especially. I don't even know if it looked that good back then either. But if you go around this area, that, those years, that's how it was. Yeah. Triple to 4X long white tees. Yeah, yeah. You know, From shorts, Foot shorts <laughs> down to your ankles where they look like capri pants. That listen, I know it looks crazy. I know, but that's how that's look. These kids come in skin tight, you know, like these kids wear. Yeah. I'm like, you're making fun of me. There's took, all weird shit. I said, look, you guys are making. I mean, the kids been torturing me since this thing came. Out. Oh really? Yeah, well, they're torturing. They're roasting me. They're like, what? <laughs> and I'm just like, listen, man, look how you're. You you took an hour to put those pants on. You know what I mean? Don't talk to me. <laughs> but no, man. I mean, uh, that's how it was, man. I, I'm gonna stick. Uh, listen. I, it's not the most flattering thing, but I, I'm I'm sticking to how it was back then. Yeah, dude. I look back at like my high school pictures and stuff, and even that's like recent. It was within ten years. It's tough, man. It's tough when you put yourself out on Front Street like that, and then you're on a Netflix doc, and and people from all over. Oh so yeah. It's tough, man. It's. <laughs> it, it was like, oh god. I mean, that was like literally the introduction to me in the documentary was that stupid hat flip thing I used to do. And dude, I, I like, loved that. Nah, that's why you said you texted me and you're like. You're like, dude, I know I can be funny. I, wa- I was like watching that shit. I was like, yeah, dude, you don't have to tell me that. That's why I asked you to do my well, That's podcast. why it was funny because I wasn't trying to be funny. I really thought I was doing it back then. Like, like that, oh, stupid, yeah. that little freaking chain thing I did. Oh, man. When I, when I saw that, I was just like, literally my phone started. But all these kids were roasting me and uh, it was hilarious. But <laughs> what are you gonna, if you can't laugh at yourself, you, you can't do anything. Man. Absolutely. That's it. You got to laugh at yourself. Yeah, dude, because like. And it's so funny because of that, I get the greatest, the, the funniest reactions I get to this doc for me personally is the greatest like underhand compliment ever. I hear, I wanted to fucking hate AJ when I first saw him in this doc. I hated this kid, but I ended up liking him in yeah. the end. So it's yeah. funny because it's like so many people when they first see me were like, I hate you. And then it's like they yeah. end up, you know, they kind of like you. So, you know, that, hey. Dude, I, the, the, that's the way that they made the film. Yeah, and like, it was smart. They made it. Yeah, it, like, dude, I, they, I called the producers Mac and Chatway the best guys in the world. I, and I'm like, oh, you guys really, you guys got me a few times in there. They, they got me pretty good. <laughs> they edited some good stuff, making me look crazy. Uh, but uh, we were laughing, man. They, no, they, 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 they crafted it right. But, uh, yeah, so many people. That's all I hear. People messaging me. 
I got a message from a guy from Australia. Literally. Yeah. I hated you. Thanks, buddy. But no, I ended up liking you. You're cool now. Oh, thank you. Thank you, mate. Like, like, (laughs) thanks, mate. You know, like, uh, you know, it's it's just so funny. But, you know, that's how it was. Dude. So with with the Drake thing, um, would do you consider yourself a certified lover boy? Oh, by default, I'm a certified lover boy. I mean, we've only played Drake in this gym since then. Like, oh, yeah. that, that's it. Now, I told everyone we're on Drake for at least two months straight. That's it. Absolutely. You, know, no you Kanye, gotta. No Kanye West. Uh, you know, we're right in the middle of this beef here, and, and, and that's it, man. Damn, yeah, that's like the biggest plug ever. So you're not <laughs> even you're not even a, a Kanye fan? Listen, I'm not – I got to be honest with you. I'm not a big music guy to begin with. Even uh-huh. growing up, I didn't listen – I wasn't a music fanatic. Like, I listened to music for energy. There were certain rappers that I liked and stuff because not even because I was even hearing what they were saying. It's just an energy. Like, I always ran on energy. You know what I mean? So I'm not one of these guys you could ask me music things and, like, analyze lyrics and have, like, a top ten list. I don't friggin' know. I just liked, like, DMX was my guy growing up. I mean... You want to punch a concrete wall after listening Absolutely. to Absolutely. You so want to. Yeah. That was my pre-hockey music when I played. I mean, DMX. Uh, I mean, all those guys. And, you know, but but I've never. I can't say I'm not a fan because I haven't really listened to him, Kanye. But I never was a fan to begin with. There was something about him. But now that, you know, we're certified lover boys here, I, I can't like him anyway. Even if I wanted to, I can't. So yeah. that's it, man. Dude, yeah, I, I, I'm a certified lover boy as well. I have a girlfriend. <laughs> that's nice. How that's, you doing? That's sweet, man. If you're listening. That's very sweet. Yeah, as you, so you're married, right? Yes, happily married. I got happily married, Kim. And, uh, yeah, no, I mean, it's been – I'm very lucky. I don't, I don't deserve her. See, that was – Oh, I feel the same way. That's the lover boy in me. Yeah, but, yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't deserve her, but I'm very happily married, yes. Dude, so – um. So what would uh what would the team listen to in the locker room before they go out there? It's so weird because the team, the two seasons, you know, we've had, you know, dozens of different guys and combinations of guys and they all got along. Always got along, seriously. There was no ever like team player teammate beefs or anything like that. The only issues we'd have is sometimes with the music. And yeah. you had like you had like clicks a little bit everyone got along but you had like the french canadians right then you had like toronto canadians vancouver canadian so mm-hmm. it's like you know most and then you'd have you know americans or whoever else too but um there was like that techno side to the guys you know and then you'd have you know a little group that wanted hip-hop and stuff and then yeah. you had guys that wanted country so it was kind of oh. like it was one of those things where at first, it was kind of like it was like jail rules. It was like whoever got to the stereo first. I mean, that's what was playing, you know. And then, uh, you know, then it would, you know, then they got on this like weird shuffle rotation. Probably when the iPod first came out, then it became like a shuffle thing. And uh, but I heard a lot of techno in there. A lot. Of, I mean, I heard a lot of techno in there. That gets that, you fucking going. Yeah, it was like, gets you oomps, going, man. Oomps, oomps. Like I heard that a lot. You you'd hear that echoing through through the arena. So heard a lot of techno. Dude, who's getting pumped up to beat some ass to country music? <laughs> it's like I'm bailing my hay. Yeah, I'm getting I my corn. I, I hate. I can't do it. My one-eyed <laughs> dog, Willie. Yeah. Uh, no, I mean I don't know, man. But it's funny, man. I, I'm telling you, they, I would hear it sometimes. 
But uh, man, a, a crazy mix in there, crazy mm-hmm. mix of music for sure. Dude, so um, I was thinking about I was thinking about what Tommy said about um about the whole deal where he was like he would go and fuck kids up in the boards and stuff. And I was thinking, dude, <laughs> so you played a lot of NHL like video games, video yeah. games, right? You ever just like make a player and you just make them huge, of right? Of course, seven yeah. feet. You know, somehow the hockey player like almost seven feet tall, like two eighty, but it's like ninety speed. Yeah, of yeah, course. dude. I feel like. I feel like what he was doing was probably yeah. so fun because it's like, all right, so you do some cocaine and then you go out there and it's like, <laughs> you're basically that player, but in real life and you're high. It was a fantasy. I mean, he that definitely, he was definitely, uh, he was definitely like, it was like fantasy camp for him, for sure. I mean, just <laughs> burying people, just, just little kids, just burying people. It was, uh, do you ever bury you? Oh, yeah, of course. He was hardest <laughs> on me. Because, oh, yeah. yeah, because, I mean, he was working for my dad at the time. So, yeah. you know, my dad was always like, don't go easy just because he's my son. Don't go easy on him. And, oh, yeah, bury me, hook me. So he go harder on of you. Of course, yeah. yeah. I mean, I, he brought me home. He brings me home once. It was in the summer. It was like a summer camp. And it was like a, a early August. It was like 100 degrees out. You know, that disgusting heat. And, you know, we just got done with a hockey practice. So, you know, even as a little kid, you know, your equipment bag is like, feels like it's a thousand pounds, right? Yeah. We we had this long driveway growing up, my house. This guy, Tommy, like dropped me off like two streets over in the heat. I had to walk with my bag all the way up the driveway. I'll never forget him doing that to me. Fucking prick. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. It was friggin' hot, too. I remember that day like yesterday. Yep. He made me walk with that big equipment bag. He's like, all right, get out. I got to go. And it just peels off. <laughs> Dude, so you were talking about, you were telling me about he's opening a cigar lounge yes, now? Yes, yes. He's opening a, a What better lounge. business for oh, him? Yeah. I mean, one of the cover arts for the doc is him with a cigar, I think. Yeah, you know? I that mean, is. That, that could be this. I mean, he's got to, I mean, he might have to pay Netflix, but he's got his, he's got a logo. He's got everything all built in. It just fell right on his lap now. All right, man. Let me see if I got any more questions <laughs> for you, dude. Man, this has been great, by the way. Thank you. No, man. of course, bro. I really appreciate you doing this. No, nah, dude, of course. Oh, okay. Okay. All right. All right. Here's a question. So after on those nights where they said, you know, after a win, Jimmy might come in and just drop 10K on the floor. What are the guys doing with 10K in one night? My dad was pissed about that. He was like, I don't remember doing that. Like when he saw the doc, he's like, I didn't throw 10,000. It was five. And I'm like, I don't know. I don't know that I, I saw, you know, I don't know. Allegedly, allegedly, obviously. But uh, no, I mean, they, like I said, they couple, you know, right by the arena, you know, a couple of local establishments, clubs, etc. Yeah. What I was mean, their favorite one? So believe it or not, there was, it's not there anymore. Literally across from the rink, there was like, um, I want to say it was like a sports bar or something. They would go there a lot. It was literally like the rink, parking lot, this place. And they would always, I mean, it's not there anymore. I honestly forget the name of it, but they must have done good with, with the trashers in town for sure. But um, yeah, they, they would they would frequent there a lot. Uh, you know, a couple of local places, TK's. Uh, yeah, I just drove by that. Yeah, TK's, they would go to a they lot. They got good food I might eat there later. Good wings. Good wings? Yeah, good wings. All right, cool. Very cool. good wings. TK's, uh, yeah, a bunch of, bunch of different places. They, they'd, uh, 
you know, we'd get the calls. We'd know because they'd be getting kicked out or something. So, yeah. All right, let's see. Just about ready to wrap it up, my man. Let's see. Okay. Um, so what kinds of people were showing up to the games? Like, what kinds of people did you really, like, encapture? Like I said in the doc, I mean, we, we we created like a wrestling heel character, right? So anyone that roots for the bad guy is is who we were marketing to, really. And, I mean, we had – every team says it, but we had the most passionate people, I mean, literally, you know, with us. You know what I mean? I mean, we had but, – but from everywhere. I mean, you'd have a construction worker sitting next to a lawyer, sitting next to a doctor who's sitting next to a guy who just got out of prison. I mean, Man. it was like – it was such a mix of, of, of people. Yeah. And that's what we represented. I mean, it wasn't like there was no like everyone was just one. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Everyone came together. It, it really was like a community. It truly yeah. was. A lot, of, a lot of places where I was at, if you go to a minor league game, you'll find an alcoholic sitting next to an alcoholic sitting next to an alcoholic. Well, so it's kind of cool that you we got We had everyone. those too, but you threw in a, you know, you threw in some white collar guys in there here and there. But you, you had a mix of that. You'd have a mix of everyone. Seriously, you'd have kids. You'd have older, you know, it's, uh, it was nuts. I mean, you had a mix of everyone from all over. I mean, even drawn from New York City would come up. I mean, I swear Yeah, to especially during the lockout. Yeah, I mean, people were coming from literally, I mean, people would come and say hi to us. Oh, we came from Boston. We came from New York. We came from, you know, upstate Syracuse. Uh, it's from all over. And, I mean, it was just um, – it, it's, like I said, even then, it was such a humbling thing that people would, um, you know, spend hard-earned money and time to come come to one of our games. It's it's uh, a feeling that's it's hard to describe. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's see. Last thing, I think. All right. All right, that's it. We're good. All right, well. You got to tell me a joke or something. All right, all right. Let's see, let's see. Let me find one for you. <laughs> What's your favorite joke? I want, what's one of your favorite jokes? My favorite joke. When jokes. did you know you were funny? Was it when early? When did I know I was funny? Like Probably it, when I started trying to talk to girls. Because <laughs> it wouldn't work. You, you have know? any good lines? Or you, you, you try to be, would you, is that, because everyone's got an angle. Like, my angle growing up, I wouldn't make the first move. I somehow, if they came up to me, that was different. Yeah. I, I, I would. I would play that like mysterious role, but some guys were funny. Like my, one of my good friends, Eric, my cousin, too. I mean, they go the comedy route, mm-hmm. and that's you're right. Thinking about it, they could probably do stand up. That could have been, that could have been when you when you saw your your uh, where you wanted to go with it, man. Yeah, I dude. could see you being funny. I could see you. I could see you doing all right with girls with the comedy. You got it. You got. Laughs. I got through college pretty well. <laughs> You got some laughs. Well, I, yeah, because I got like you know I was at college. You you were uh, you were uh, an owner of a team. I was a straight up loser, and I was nah, still nah, getting nah. some ass. Nah, nah, man, no. Nah. I I was I was a good boy. I wasn't I wasn't doing anything like that. You probably <laughs> you probably did better than me. I'm telling you. <laughs> I promise you, you did. I'm telling you right now. Well, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, hey, you're married. I got my girlfriend. That's right, man. That's 
We gotta find a right. nice one. That's what we it's all it about, right. anyways. Gotta find a nice one. It's a scary world out there for these young kids. It is, yo. Girls are. Girls think are about hooking up with people. Like, think about being in hookup culture nowadays, dude. Are you fucking kidding me? Just going to the supermarket. These kids today showing me. Oh, I go here. I tap this one. Got that. I'm like. Back in the day, I mean, we didn't have any crutches. I mean, we had AOL. I mean, you could try to talk to a girl on AOL back then. That's probably before your time. Yeah, that was like my brother and sister. Yeah, AOL. Ask them about group chats or group chats. Like, I don't even know. They're chat rooms or whatever, man. That's that's the closest we had. But nah, man, these kids, it's a different world. Yes, it is. (laughs) (laughs) I got everything I got for you out. All right. My all right, so my first guest, everybody, give it up for AJ Galante. Thank you very much Thank for doing this with me. I appreciate it. He's a great guy. That's, That's it. it. <laughs>